Pet food bags are covered in pretty pictures of healthy food, but the highly processed pellets inside are far from it. Make the switch to the farmer's dog. It's real food made fresh and delivered right to your door. The farmer's dog worked with top vets to create ready-to-serve meals using fresh, human-grade meat and vegetables. They contain everything your dog needs to stay healthy and nothing they don't. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash listen to save 50% on your first box with free shipping. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Left alone, but never forgotten, misunderstood. But my future is just starting. God is molding me and shaping me. He's building me and making me. A king is being formed right in front of your eyes. So don't count me out. If you don't see what he sees, you think there's a mercy He's resting on me. I'm his Yeah. 
thank God, excuse me, for another day, another week that he has allowed us to come and be a part of his kingdom, be a part of his word, and live according to what he has planned for our lives. We thank God today because we are his, his children. We are committed to the work that he has assigned for us. We are committed to the kingdom of God. We are committed to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and him dying and resurrecting on the cross. We thank God for you today. We thank God because today we know that despite everything that's going on, despite of everything that we see, that God is yet in control. And no matter what we're going through, the plan and the will of God will continue in our lives. That the work God has started in you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're looking at in the mirror, God has completed it. He has faith to believe you will complete it. He knows who you are. He knows why he gave the assignment to you. So he is faithful in what he has promised. And so many times we look at the word of God and we understand it to be a story that's being told to build us up. But then when it's time to apply it to our lives, that's when we begin to hit a brick wall. When it's time to have faith in your own life, that's when the limitations for some reason begin to come. But God is letting us know today there are no limits in him. There are no discouragements in him. There are no distractions in him. Because even though the distractions come, he's letting us know there's a work that has to be done. And we have to understand we are a part of God's army. And when you are in an army, no matter what you face, you have to continue to press on. You have to stay focused on what is ahead of you regardless of how strong the enemy may look or seem or may feel to you, how fear may come in and try to take over. You have to stand there with your full-bodied armor on and say, you are defeated, enemy. No matter how much fear you try to put into me, you're defeated. No matter how much it looks like I'm not going to win, I know you are defeated. Let us go before the Lord in prayer so that he may speak to us concerning the mission that is at hand. Father, we thank you right now. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we magnify you today. We lift up your holy and righteous name, Lord God. Father, we know that the work that you have started in us God, it will be completed. Father, today we yield our vessel to you, O God, that your Holy Spirit may live down on the inside of us, convicting us, O God, of all the unrighteousness that is in us, all the hindrances, O God, that is in us, O God. For, God, we know that the work that you have started in us is ready to be completed by us. But, God, we know that we have to yield to your spirit. We know, oh, God, that we have to begin to release the sin from our lives, oh, God, in order for the blessings to come, in order for your kingdom to come. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we repent, first of all, for the sins that we have so easily allowed to come and distract us. The sins that we have allowed, oh God, to come into our minds and take us away from the mission. Lord, forgive us right now. As we start today on our path of destiny and purpose, that we will allow the Holy Spirit to come and reveal your word to us, empower us through his spirit, God, that we may move forward. We thank you, God, because we have faith. We are renewed today in your word. God, we're stirring it up right now that the Holy Spirit may come and empower us. We thank you right now, God, and we plead the blood over our lives, over our family. 
We plead the blood right now and we stand in the authority that was given to us and has been given to us by Jesus. We stand with that authority right now, O oh God. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to fulfill the work that you have placed in us. And we know, O oh God, that it will be completed. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, the word lets us know in Philippians that he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So that lets us know that he will not abort what he's given you. He will not walk away from the mission. Our commander and chief has given us an assignment. And because we live in this world, we are distracted by the things of this world. But God lets us know that we have to abide here, but yet fulfill the kingdom of God's purpose. We have to go before the Lord in prayer. We have to get to know him through reading his word. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to guide us, and direct us in all truth and righteousness. When we say that we love the Lord, that means that we are going to walk according to his word. That means that we are going to fellowship with him and communicate with him in order to receive from on high. Because those things that are hidden in heaven can only be revealed through the Holy Spirit. And we have to read the word of God in order to understand that it has been hidden but that the kingdom can open up to us when we surrender ourselves, our spiritual selves, to the Lord. And as we begin to rebuke the thoughts of the flesh, we allow a hindrance to come into our lives by our eye sockets and by our thoughts. Because the mission may look hard, the mission may look impossible, we began to get distracted, discouraged from what God wants us to do. So as we begin to look at our lives today, or we look at ourselves in the mirror, and we say to ourselves, this is not how I intended it to end. This is not what God promised me. And we can actually hold fast to the fact that he would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. And he's made a covenant with us through his son, Jesus Christ. So when we look at ourselves and, and we see that our life and our spiritual man is not in agreement with what the promises of God has for us, we are to sit down and begin to talk to the Holy Spirit. Now, in order for the Holy Spirit to come to reveal these things to us, we must speak in our holy language because he intercedes for us, goes into heaven, grabs the information, and he'll bring it back to our spirit man. So the question is, do you really want to be used by God? Because when you say, I want to be used by God, you're saying, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And I'm not looking for the glamour of this job, but I'm looking for the kingdom of God to be built. I'm looking for God to be glorified, even when I'm not glorified. My flesh dies that God may be glorified through me. So when you say, I want the work to be completed in me, through me, that God has purpose and sent me down here for. Do you understand or do any of us understand that that's a cross that you're willing to take up? A cross of persecution, a cross of gossip and backbiting on you, lying. Are you willing to take that cross and fight in the spirit realm in warfare? 
Are you willing to go crying out to God and asking him to renew your strength, not to take it away, but to renew your strength that you may go out there the next day with a stirred up spirit? When we say to God, use me, what are we really looking for? What are we really looking for God to do? He said, I'll complete the work that I've started in you, which was first done with salvation after, after Jesus came and gave us that opportunity. Then we began to get saved. So now the purpose begins in us at that point. And he began to release it little by little to us because it can't overwhelm us. But he'll give us parts in prophecy. He'll give us dreams and he'll give us visions to let us know where he's working and how he's doing. But we have to understand that the enemy will come and try to steal, kill, and destroy your purpose. So we're thinking because God has revealed it to us, we can just go and all will be well. But as we see with Jesus, with the disciples and the prophets of old, that's not the case. You are now enlisted into a spiritual army that needs to take it by force. Because there's another army that's coming against what you're doing for God. So that means that we have to be focused on what God has called us to do. Distractions will come, hurt will come, and other things will come. But that also brings about a purification for you and for us. That brings about that time when God is using that situation to purge us and to strengthen our spiritual man. He will complete what he has promised. In Psalms 138 and 8, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. And sometimes we really feel like he's abandoned us. And we'll say, Lord, I, I, don't, I didn't realize that it was going to be this way. I didn't realize that getting on the potter's wheel and allowing you to shape me and mold me <clears throat> was going to be this way. I thought I was going to have some say-so. I thought I was going to be able to shape my arm or to shape my leg. I thought I was going to have a part in this, God. But God is letting us know that he's the potter and we are the clay. He sends us to do his will for his kingdom and his timing. But we want to add our own to it. And that's where it comes in that things begin to fall apart. And then we look at God and we wonder, where is he? Where are you, God? Are you here with me still? But God is saying, allow me to do the work that I have started in you. Not the work that you have started in you. Not the work that you plan and you saying, God bless my plans, as if it were his plans. But God is saying, I've already blessed my plans. And we are moving forward with his plans when we begin to surrender to him. You have to be fully persuaded that the plan that God has for you will be completed. Because sometimes when God gives us a plan, we'll look at it and say, God, we need to tweak this up a little bit because this ain't going to work. And God is saying, no, this is the plan. So now we become our own hindrance to the plan because we feel as if God don't understand what's going on on earth, so we need to add our own input into the plan. Then when it falls apart, we don't blame ourselves. We blame people around us for it falling apart. Well, this person didn't help me, or this door that was open, they closed. And God's saying, no, 
I never had that plan in the first place. So once we get part of the plan from God, it's our job at that point to read the word of God, to fast and pray, repent of any hindrances in our lives, and allow the Holy Spirit to come and reveal the rest of it. When God told Abraham that they were going to have a child, and Sarah began to laugh about it, she didn't see that in the plan. But God, he said, this is the plan. And they said, how, how is this possible? That's the limitations of the flesh. But once Abraham and Sarah got on board with the plan, here we are today, the seeds of Abraham. Because we allow ourselves to be limited mentally, because our eye psychics cannot see what God has planned. Eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard. So why would you limit such a God that stretches so wide and so deep does he go that the plan that he has for you is from him and in the spirit realm? The flesh is limited to how far you can go. You may be thinking I need a job, but God may be thinking you need ownership. So we have to go into the spirit realm and say, God, thy will be done. But we get so emotional that we become distracted and we shut down the Holy Spirit. And we'll say, Holy Spirit, come and speak to me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this room. Holy Spirit, come right now. But that's only a small window of what the Holy Spirit can do in that situation. If we really allow the flesh to die, that when we say over to you, Holy Spirit, it's from a deeper place than just come, Holy Spirit. It's from a deeper place than just I welcome you, Holy Spirit. It becomes a, from a place that you didn't even know in the spirit realm was there because it wells up from so deep within your spirit man that you begin to cry and don't know, that you begin to speak in your heavenly language and don't know what you're saying, that you begin to just worship God in a way that you haven't experienced it before because you died and the Holy Spirit was able to come and open heaven to you. We have to connect with heaven. It's not just about the presence of the Holy Spirit coming into a room. We have to go deeper. That not only he comes into the room, <clears throat> but that he brings information with him. That he brings revelation with him. That he brings the power of breakthrough with him. That's how deep God wants this mission to be. That when the Holy Spirit is allowed to dwell, that his presence, is allowed to empower, not just come and fill a room. Not just come that we may see something so awesome, but that when the train fills that room, it brings about a change. There was a change when that, when that, when that filled the room. It filled it. And he was never the same again. That's when you are connected to the destiny and the vision and the purpose. That's when you can complete the mission, when you 
spiritually connected to the kingdom of God. And the revelations come. And now you don't get just a part of a prophecy. You get the mission. When God spoke to his, his prophets, he told them, this is what you need to do. This is what I'm going to do. And there was a communication from heaven. That is where we desire to be. God started the work, and he's saying it's through you and your worship and your prayers that the work will be able to be completed. But we are waiting for that work to be completed through a whole different way. We want God to reveal it to our flesh. We want God to show us in our own mind, in our own thinking, where we are to go next. But the answer to what God has started and where you need to go next is in the spirit realm. And the only way you can get the answer is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches the heart. So when he finds something that's not right, he can't reveal heaven to you because there's a blockage disconnecting you from him. Whether it's unforgiveness, fornication, adultery, but it's disconnecting you from getting that answer. So before he comes, we have to go before the Lord in prayer. And say, God, shine the light on me because I need to get into heaven right now. I need to communicate with you right now, God. So shine the light on my life, the life that I said I surrender to you, the life that I said it is yours, that you can house your spirit in me. Search me, God. Because I want to be used by you We all have that mission That God has started in us But it's through those kinds of prayers That we'll connect to it So when we're searching for God And we're chasing after God And we're wanting to know destiny and our purpose Then we need to get God to put the light on our spirit man And say, God, search me. Spirit of God, search me. Search my heart. Am I wanting to do this to make money and to get on TV? Am I wanting to do this so people will look up at me? Or am I doing this, God, for your glory? Am I doing this, God, because I need my flesh to die and my spirit man to grow? God already know your purpose. God already knows your intentions. God already knows your heart. So it's not a surprise to him, but he needs to show it to you. Because we're wondering why this work that you told me about God has not started yet. Or it started and it stopped. Because you stopped. You stopped pressing in to the Holy Spirit. You stop pressing in without any fear because fear will hold you from the kingdom as well in the spirit realm. But we have to release ourselves unto the Holy Spirit for revelation to come. So the work that you know God has promised, we got to take it further. We got to go deeper now. Now that we said we welcome you, Holy Spirit, and he's come. And he's shown the glory of God to us. He's shown us in our prayer time. He spoke to us in our prayer time. Now that we know that we can understand the voice of God when he's speaking to us through the Holy Spirit, now it's time that we have to go deeper because we've hit that wall. And we're saying, why did it stop? Where is that? Why do we have that wall? Because there's something else that needs to be done. There's a deeper place now that you need to go to to get the rest of it. Because in a battle, you have to be equipped. 
And God is not going to allow us to go to that next level without equipping us first. Because when the enemy comes in to that next level, he's coming in to fight a different way. So you've overcome him. So now you have to overcome him in this battle. Now you have to use your authority a little bit more. And you have to know your authority. You have to read the word of God to know your authority. You have to read the word of God in order to know your rights in your position in heaven. And standing on the blood of Jesus. We are fighting for the kingdom of God. We're not fighting for celebrity status. We're not fighting for a big house and a new home and a, and a new car. We're fighting for the kingdom. And it's those who fight for the kingdom that prospers. Because he said, all these things I will add unto you when you seek ye first the kingdom. Pour yourself into the kingdom. The other way didn't work for you. You poured yourself into the job. You poured yourself into the family and into the children, into the marriage, and now there's nothing left. And you're looking to reinvent. You're looking to be redirected. So now you got to go deeper into the spirit of God. Now you have to be equipped with a stronger armor. And your faith must stand in the trials. Because if your faith is not standing in the trials, then you're wavering. So how can you go deeper wavering? You have to complete this thing level by level, step by step, allowing the Holy Spirit to empower you on each level. The work God has started in you, it's not gone He didn't just go change his mind and say, maybe I'll give it to someone else. It's still your mission, regardless of what you've gone through in the past, because that becomes a hindrance for us. Well, God, I did awful things in my past. Surely you're not going to ask me to go up and do these things. And he's saying yes. The enemy will bring those things back to our remembrance and say, this is what's going to hinder it. And we'll say, yeah, 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 that that probably will. But the word of God lets us know that when we repent and turn from our wicked ways, he said, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. So at that point, your land is now healed. And when the enemy comes to you with that, you can tell him to go. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Uh, My land is healed. I got new fertilizer down now. It's gone. You remember it, but God doesn't. So then you can tap into the next level because you're standing on the word of God. You have to give the devil the word of God. He doesn't need your emotions. He doesn't need you trying to tell him to go away and flee without the blood, without the word. You have to use the tools that God has given you. Because when he sees you standing on the word of God and you stand firm, he has to go. If you pray the first time and look like he's coming back with a whole nother army, you stand and you warfare against him at that point. It's not a prayer. Now you done turned it into warfare. And I am going to win in this battle because Jesus already won. And when you warfare, you're standing against the wiles of the devil. When you begin to warfare, you are directing those words at the devil that's coming towards you, trying to attack the kingdom of God. You stand and fight, and you rebuke him. 
sickness, I, rebu- I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood now. I cast you out into outer darkness. You are no more in my life. In Jesus' name. And you stand. And when that pain comes again, you say the same thing. I cast you out by the blood of Jesus into outer darkness. Pain, get out now. Finances, children, whatever it is, stand on the word of God. And the enemy has to flee. You have a covenant. So the work that God has began in you, you have to partake of it. You have to be a part of it. Even if he gave you the whole floor plan and he showed it to you, he said, this is what I want to do through you. And you get excited and you say, "Woohoo! I'm ready for this, God. Let's go. You know, and you start listening to the Holy Spirit telling you what to do. There's still some warfare that's going to have to go on because the enemy does not want the kingdom of God to progress. The enemy does not want the kingdom of God to grow. He doesn't want you out there witnessing and telling people about the goodness of God and standing on the word of God and believing God for anything. No. So now you have to know the word of God and stand on it in order for this blueprint that you have to to be completed. Jesus is Lord, and he his, and, and we have to allow him to complete the work. So when we cry to God and we ask him why, what, when, where, how, he's listening. But at the same time, he's saying to us, use the tools I've given you. And once you stand on those tools, it activates the power of God. But as long as we're crying and we're feeling sorry and we're asking questions, we don't know why, we stay in that place until one day we wake up and say, you know what, if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to believe God today. Today I'm going to stand on the word of God and see what's going to happen without the negative thoughts, without the tears, without the defeat, without the depression or distress or whatever is going on, I'm going to stand on the word of God today. And when we begin to do that, that's when we see breakthrough. Praise welcomes him in. Praise glorifies him. Worship tells him, I want you. But it's when we stand on the word of God that we are now empowered to defeat the depression, to defeat the financial lack, to defeat the sickness that has come into our body. That is when the power of God comes. Everything else ushers it in. But when you're standing and you're in pain, And you can't get out of the bed because the pain is so bad. You need the power of God. You need the Holy Spirit to come and comfort you. You need to know how to warfare at that point. Because that pain is pounding and it's pounding and it's pounding. And then the spirit of death comes in and he's like, oh, I got them now. They're weak. They want to die because they can't take it. And when you feel that presence in that room and you say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I plead the blood over this room and over my body in the name of Jesus, you got to get up out of here, devil, because today is not my day that I'm leaving this earth without the plan of God being completed. And immediately the Holy Spirit will come in and clear that room out. Immediately, he will come in and comfort you. It may take a little bit for that pain to go away, but you better believe it's going to go away. Why? Because you're empowered by the blood of Jesus. 
you know your rights, and you've taken your stand and your position in in the kingdom of God. You're standing with Christ. So now your mission can be completed. Now you've been promoted in the army of the Lord, and the kingdom progresses through you because you were violent and you took it by force. You told the devil no, and you keep on telling him no. Every time that pain comes, you say, not today. No, not today. And you begin to thank God for the pain leaving, for the finances being restored, whatever it is. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We need God in this day and time more than ever. We have to connect to the supernatural. We have to connect to heaven by spending time with God, by searching the things of God. God, search our hearts today. Reveal to us, oh God, the hindrances that are in our lives that is keeping us from, from entering in into the kingdom, in our prayer life, in our worship time. Show us, God, where is the blockage in this mission? Where is the blockage to the promises, God, that we may take control of it in the spirit realm through the blood of Jesus, through the authority that has been given to us? Because, God, we are confident that you will do it. We know, God, that you who has promised is able to complete it. We know God is able to complete it. That's not the question. But we want to know why did we hit a wall? It was going, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Because there is a new level we need to get to. And we need to stand in the authority of the kingdom. When we are suffering the persecution of the enemy and he's throwing negative things at us, now he's not going to throw one and let us pray through and then throw another one and let us pray through that. He's going to put about ten or more things on you at one time. So just when you think you'll finish praying for one thing, here come five other things. And by the time you figure out, okay, I can I can go ahead and pray that one through, here come another 20. And before you know it, you're just sitting there with your hand on top of your head saying, uh-uh, what in the world is going on? And now you're just sitting in the chair rocking back and forth looking at God. Tell me, why did you put more on me than I can bear? And God is saying, no, I, I didn't do that. Because you work for the kingdom, the enemy is fighting you. But I have equipped you, says the Lord, to defeat him. No matter how much he's piling up on you because he knows his time is short. But when we stand and we are violent towards it, and we stand in our authority, we can do all things <clears throat> through Christ. Because he will strengthen us. Our faith, we have to hold on to the word of God because that's where we increase in faith. As we read the word of God and we see how God has everything under control and everything is planned out, and then we apply that to our lives and we say, okay, I can do this. Then we go down in prayer. And the Holy Spirit began to reveal heaven to us. And now we know we really can do it because the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. He's letting us know what God is saying. He's only going to repeat what God is saying. He's not going to tell you something out off the wall. He's going to tell you what God is saying in heaven right now. This is the time right now God is saying. And he'll say, this is what God is saying right now. This is what's going on. He's saying the devil is right now. He knows his time is short. He knows we're in the end time. He knows right now that, that people have, have been distracted. He knows they've been depressed. 
He knows that they haven't been calling on God in the spirit realm. They've only been calling on God on a surface right now. But he's saying, God is saying, touch him in the heavenlies. Touch him in the spirit realm. Touch his kingdom and see your breakthrough. That's what God is saying. And we're saying, God, but how? How do we get to that point, God, where we can reach your kingdom? That means we need to sit down, take some time out with God. Read his word. Don't put it down until we get a revelation. Get you a pencil and a piece of paper and read each scripture and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you each scripture. God is saying this this is what he was talking about during this time. And then we close the book and we got our notes and we're thinking about it while we're cooking, while we're cleaning up, and we're thanking God for the wisdom and understanding of his word. And then he begins to reveal to us this is what we're going this is what's going to happen right now. We give us the strategic plans of heaven and he opens it up to us every day that we allow him to grow in us and our faith increases. So now we have the confidence of heaven. We're no longer distracted, we're no longer depressed. The enemy's still coming, but we're stronger now because we can talk to God. We have now a relationship that's deeper than just asking for stuff. It's deeper than God bring me out of this. We're at that level where we can say, thy will be done, even if I don't like what I'm going through. That's where he is right now. He wants us to be able to say, in spite of this, what I'm going through, God, thy will be done. I don't like it. But because I'm determined to finish this mission, thy will be done. So we understand that the mission is really not about what we're going through. The mission is not about how much the enemy is attacking us. But the mission is about the growth of the kingdom and the growth of our spirit man, that we may stand and not waver that we may take our position and that we will be planted. So whenever something comes along, we don't have a comment, but we got prayer and we got warfare ready as soon as it comes up. So as soon as the enemy comes with something, we immediately take our stand in heaven and we say, devil, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you right now. I plead the blood over that situation. I cast you into outer darkness now. You have to go. And we say it with the authority of Jesus Christ. Even if we have to cry and stand, we need to cry and stand. Even if wherever that sickness is, we put our hands on it, And we rebuke it in Jesus' name, and we plead the blood over it. I'm healed by the blood. I'm healed by the blood. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. If that's all you can say. And then allow God to do the rest. And the wall will begin to come down. So now what was being blocked is now revealed. What we said, God, I don't know, and it's too much for me, and I'm overwhelmed. Now we're overcomers. And our testimony is an overcomer. So the work that God has started, he's right there. And he's saying, we got a little bit more we got to do. But you got to take your place. You have to stand in the authority and the position That God has given to you. And then if you're like Jacob and he's telling you to go to a place and you're saying, God, I don't know, then you need to sit there and wrestle with that thing until you get an answer. You need to wrestle with that thing until you say, God, I know you're going to reveal this to me before this night is over. We're going to stay down here until it's revealed. Because God is not trying to hide heaven from us. He wants it revealed to us. He said in Jeremiah, I will show you things that you do not know. I want to show you. But are we determined and violent enough to take it by 
force. Jacob took it by force. He said, oh, you ain't going nowhere until I get this blessing. Take it. If you want that wall to come down, go into the spirit realm. Because that's where the wall is. It's not no in flesh. Don't look at no body, no person that you say, oh, they put this on me and they put this herb in my food. Okay. But it's in the spirit realm that all that gets taken care of. Because that person allowed the enemy, a spiritual being, to put it in there, to use them. So now you don't fight with the person. You fight in the spirit realm where it came from. The wall comes down. Take your authority in the kingdom of God. Do we know the authority that we have? Do we know the covenant that we have? He's given everything to us that we need. Even though it doesn't look like we have it, He's given it to us. We just need to read the Word of God to find out what it is and how to use it. When you can begin to pray and see things happen from the kingdom, you won't be overwhelmed anymore. You won't be discouraged or distracted anymore because the God that you serve has opened heaven and is revealing it to you Because you've submitted yourself to him. We are the clay. He's the potter. We're the clay. And no matter what part of us he's working on spiritually, we have to say, Lord, I'm listening and I will obey. Your servant is listening And I will obey. Thy will be done. If you're not in that place, well, when God says, I don't want you to work, I want you in full-time ministry. I don't want you in New York. I want you in Philadelphia. Can we say to God, thy will be done, without saying, but God, why? That doesn't make any sense, God. I got everything right here. Without the backlash and the back talk that we don't even like our kids to give to us, can you imagine how God feels when we give it to him? And he's all seeing and all knowing and he knows what's best for us. But we constantly giving him back talk. So that means we're not at that place where we can honestly trust him and say, thy will be done. Nevertheless, Thy will be done. So we need to go back and read, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because if the kingdom has not come in you, then the will of God can't be done through you. The kingdom of God has to be in you. You have to identify with it. You have to understand it. What is the kingdom? How does it work? Why did Jesus always do a parable This is a liken unto the kingdom of God. He preached the kingdom, not emotions, not distractions, not the devil. Jesus preached the kingdom and the strength and taking authority in the kingdom. So today, we stand on the word of God, and we take our position, and we take our stand. But before we do any of that, we got to know our position and know our stand. We're the we're the clay. We're the clay. We're saying, God, have your way. We're saying in all of our songs, God, I surrender to you. Lord, mold me and shape me and make me. Lord, I give myself away. Really? Then that means we stop sinning. Then that means we commit our ways unto him. That's what that means. That means we're going to trust him more. That means we're going to live according to his will more. Not my will, but thy will be done. The work that God has started in you has to be done with your participation. It's not something we sit on the sidelines and wait for it to come to pass. 
but there's a growth, a spiritual growth in us that needs to take place in order for God to move. So we thank God today for all that he has done and is doing in our life. Today is the day for us to submit ourselves to Jesus. Today is the day for us to repent of any sins that's holding us back from entering into the kingdom of God. Today is the day for us to stand in warfare and prayer in this army. Today is the day for us to plead the blood of Jesus and to grow stronger in our heavenly language, that we pray in our language all day, every day, while you're cleaning, while you're driving. I mean, you can also take time aside and do it, but it's not just limited to that time. You can actually do this while you're cooking. Just begin to speak in your heavenly language to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will interpret what you're saying, and he takes it up to heaven, and you and Jesus just have a good time speaking in your language to him. Walk around the house just just speaking in, in, in your heavenly language. While you're doing your homework, while you're, you know, chatting or whatever, just begin to yield your vessel over to the Lord. And as you yield to the Holy Spirit, he'll reveal you to you. And he'll speak to you concerning the things of God. How far do you want to go into the kingdom of God determines your surrendering to God, your commitment to this army. We are in an army. We are soldiers in the army. And he's molding us into shape because the battle is serious out here. This is no joke what we're going through right now in this life. And God is saying he's equipped us to go through it. If you feel overwhelmed, get into the word of God. Speak in your heavenly language. Submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, and you won't feel overwhelmed anymore because the peace of God will come. Revelation will come, and there will be no overwhelm. There will be no more blockage and walls that will hinder you from growing in God. Jesus loves us. He doesn't want us to fail. He didn't put us on the wrong road. We put ourselves on that road and thought he was going to bless it. And when he didn't, we got upset. But God said, I'm I'm waiting for you to come back because I still got the same road for you. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, because this is the day that you have made for us to be in. And not only will we rejoice and be glad in it, but we're going to surrender to you today. Every fear, every hindrance, every distraction, every sin, today we give it over to you. Because, God, we want to grow in ministry. We want to grow in the kingdom, God. It's not about a house and a car. It's not about a big church. God, it's not about having the right clothing but it's about growing the kingdom of God. So, Father, we yield ourselves to you today. We love you so much, God, but sometimes we don't show it the way we should, but today we will show it. We are the clay, God, and we act like we're the pot. But we thank you today, God. We give you glory. We give you praise, O God. We love you. We worship you, God. We adore you. No more fear, God. No more fear. No more delay. No more distraction. See, when we speak it, that's when it happens. So we speak it and we stand in the authority of the Holy Spirit right now. Hallelujah. We stand, oh God, on your word today. Thank you, God, as we... Go to this week, O oh God, believing who you are, believing, O oh God, 
that you will fulfill the work in us. We know you will because we're going to let you. We're not going to hinder you anymore from doing what you promised to do in our lives. Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Left alone, but never forgotten, misunderstood. But my future is just starting. God is molding me and shaping me. He's building me and making me. A king is being formed right in front of your eyes. So don't count me out. If you don't see what he sees, you can tell but you're lonely. He's resting on me. 